welcome to episode 59 of Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. Tonight, we're going to be reviewing chapter 10 of The Mandalorian, The Passenger. And we may have a special guest, and we don't have a ton of time, so let's get right to it. On Nerd and Up Nerd, let's go DJ Kevin Kev. <laughs> What, what, what? <laughs> Wagwan. On the flex. Flex, Kevin. Flex. <laughs> Wagwan, my youth. Wagwan. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. It's another fabulous week. Fabulous. Uh, Gorgeous day. Gorgeous day. You know, Did you get nothing your... Real, nothing really big happened over the weekend. No, so but the, the weather. Real... The weather, though, in Canada has been Weather amazing. has been fantastic. Uh, in our local parts, yes, we've been having some nice... Uh, fantastic like cool summer kind of temperatures yeah. and uh it's almost it, like it feels like mother nature has been celebrating some some, some weird important, phenomenon some important, important world event yes that, it feels like you know, it, if like, only there was some important world event that had happened over the weekend yeah like like a big huge cloud was lifted off of the shoulders of everyone in the entire Planet Earth. world <laughs> Actually, the entire yeah, all of existence. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, the weather was that good over yeah. the weekend, Kev. You're right, yeah. <laughs> and today too. Um, but uh, uh, do you have it? Is there any news? Because you know we need to get moving. Um, uh, so, like, well, we are not a political podcast, but no. we do have to acknowledge. Well, you're. I know you're very political, but we're not a political we're podcast. We're not a political so. podcast. No. Um, but no. we we do got to congratulate uh, Bill. Uh, oh, sorry, Bill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Bill Biden. Um, <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe does, Biden. It, thank it, you. It does feel like maybe we've returned back to the Clinton years. Maybe we're gonna have a nice, like '90s kind of uh, flashback era, mm-hmm. <laughs> back when we believed in things. I don't know, man. Uh, mm. uh, there's still three months before uh, Biden takes over, mm-hmm. and uh, the world could still end. You it's, know, but I, 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 it's true. I, you're I, right. I, I, I'm on, I have like a wait and see kind of attitude. Yep. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I and and coronavirus is still out of control, and yep. like cases cases just. Oh my God, man! Like here in Ontario, we had we're having like 1,100 cases a day, and yeah. we're not on lockdown hardly at all. Like yeah, when, when we were in full lockdown, we were having like 400 cases a day. Mm-hmm. I, I it's I, it's crazy to me what's yeah. going on. Um, but mind boggling uh, right now. I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah. Uh, well, in the rest of Canada, I heard no uh, New Brunswick had one case. <laughs> so thank, that's thank good. You. Oh, good. <laughs> You want to move to New Brunswick? It's nice out there. The east coast of Canada. It is is very nice. I've been so sparsely populated too. Like, Mm. um, you know, lots of wide open space, and it's uh, all you can eat: lobster, cakes, and 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 hardly any coronavirus. (laughs) And no coronavirus, barely. Yeah. So that's. But yeah. Anyways, we're not um, yeah. here to talk about Corona. And... Sure. In the midst of all of this madness, uh, we had uh, the second episode of season two mm-hmm. of Mando. Yes. yes. The Mandalorian. Yes, we did. Tell me something, Kev. What do you need to know? 
Is this the way or isn't it? Uh, this is the way. This is the way. Is it? <laughs> Good. Um, look, uh, I think it's been. A, it was a great episode. I don't want to spend as much time uh, kind of uh, analyzing it as we did last week. We mm-hmm. spent a lot of time on, on episode one, um, and and you know, uh, fittingly. But uh, you know, episode two. Um, was like a breath of fresh air to be yeah. uh, you know you know that i had some problems with episode one and in, in how familiar everything felt yeah um and i was and i was kind of feeling like oh we know what's gonna happen this boba fett thing big surprise wasn't even a big surprise because they announced it like a long time ago yeah which is a shame because um, that would have been a nice nice uh surprise if they if we didn't know that uh sure for Tamara. sure yeah that would have been huge news. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Like, I think yeah. everyone would have just lost their fucking shit. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> so, um, like, even but, even if they just kind of didn't even hint that Boba Fett was even going to be in this um, in this, in right. this season, the whole... I, w- I wish they had just kept saying, the show is not about Boba Fett, it's about another Mandalorian. Yeah. It's about this guy, right? Yeah. Um, and then have it be a massive surprise? Yeah. Yes, that would be amazing. I don't know. Maybe they felt like they couldn't keep it under wraps. Maybe it was a leak originally, so they mm-hmm. had to... I don't even know if they officially confirmed it. I don't know if it came from Lucasfilm or not, but the but we all knew, anyway, mm-hmm. a long time ago, that, that Boba Fett was coming to yeah. this season. Um, probably at the same time they were shooting the episode, uh, we, we heard about it. Um, yeah, probably. Anyway, I'm not here to complain. I am here to uh, loud laud. How do you pronounce that word, laud? Um, I'm here to. I'm here to give props to mm-hmm. this episode. Uh, um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was a fresh kind of. Um, you know, you might call it a filler episode in that it it did it oh. doesn't advance the main plots yeah. of the a series. A lot of people did refer to it as a filler. Most and and I. I I don't see it as that at all. Mm-hmm. It was it was such a fun episode, and I think there are Easter eggs in this episode that are Tons. going to come into play later on. Yeah, big time. Not big even time. just Easter I, eggs. Uh, I feel like there's little things in this episode, and I was yeah that that I think were just foreshadows of what's to come. Right. So, uh, but anyways, I'll, I'll get to what I think when we get to sure. Um, I, I, let let me just put a my headline is going to be frog lady is going to be more important than she appears to be at the moment yes in my opinion right <laughs> uh okay so um you, you want to just get started there there was a chance that our friend uh from england johnny mac uh from ninja penguins geektastic fun page will be joining us during the conversation mm-hmm. uh not sure exactly we're gonna, we're just going to keep going and if johnny calls then we'll add him to the conversation for sure because we miss talking to that guy, but uh, maybe he won't. Maybe it'll be next episode. So let's just proceed mm-hmm. uh, and get into chapter ten of yep. Mandalorian. Let's do this. I have it up on my Disney Plus right now, so I'm going to play it here quietly in the background, so I remember the order of what th- what happens. But sounds good. The cold op- opening of this episode, the passenger. What did I call it? Did I call it the passenger? Ah, uh, yeah, you did. Yep. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the cold opening is great because we pick off right where, right where we left off uh, mm-hmm. at the at the end of uh, chapter nine. Uh, we've got Mando. He's uh, riding his uh, not his speeder bike, but uh, what's her name? Speeder bike. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he's got Baby Yoda, and he's got the Boba Fett armor. Uh, 
Eddie's got, uh, I guess, some big chunks of dragon meat that he's bringing home with him. Yeah. After a success- successful hunt, everybody takes a piece of the meat. This is, you know, what we do. Um, uh, we actually learn in this episode that in the world of Star Wars, crate dragon meat apparently is something that uh, is fairly common because people seem to know what it is and, mm-hmm. and enjoy it and have preferences on how it's cooked. Yes. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, Crate dragon meat is like it is. It, it, they treat it like it's deer meat or something in, mm-hmm. in this. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so we start off with uh, Mando, and he's and he's just riding back after the events of last episode. He's even still got the crate dragon goop all over his armor, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we see that he is he is riding his speeder bike right into a trap. There are some bandits in the desert. Um, at first, when I saw this, I was thinking, oh, uh, this is somebody hunting him down. But it appears that it was just random bandits in the desert who, yeah. who just, like, attack, you know, lonely travelers like like Mando and I not know what spe- they were getting into. I think specifically they were after the child, though. To you me, think so? Well, if uh, one of them did say, grab the child. Right. Right. So I think, I personally think they were after the child. I felt like, no, just because of the way... The final, the one left, the, the way the way the Jawa behaved at the end, like he didn't seem like the child was his was his motivation. He, he wasn't like a Jawa though. Prophet. He, he wasn't a Jawa. He, no, like a he Jawa. wasn't a Jawa. Um, no? no, we actually seen this uh, the same creature. I don't know if it has a name, but um, it, it appeared in the Force Awakens as well. Okay. Yeah, same species. Um, again, I don't, it was like a brief thing in The Force Awakens, and then again on in this episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think it has a species name. Not, to what? my knowledge, I'm sure there was one out there. I don't know, but I don't know it. Hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah. Because I because I thought at the end of it, when 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 like man, I mean, basically, what happens is, uh, you know, Mando and Baby Yoda get attacked by. <laughs> Uh, this group of bandits in the desert yeah. and uh, their speeder bike gets destroyed and um, Baby Yoda gets taken by one of them. Uh, Mando kills the rest of them and then bargains with the final one yeah. for the life of Baby Yoda. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and, and, and the bandit trades Baby Yoda back to him for his jetpack. Yeah. Uh, which is why I thought it was a Jawa. I thought that was extreme Jawa-like behavior and I thought... Oh, Mando's using his knowledge of the Jawas to get himself out of this because mm-hmm. he knows he knows this guy will negotiate. But if it's not a Jawa, then yeah, uh, no, um, there we go. More confusing Star Wars writing. Yeah, I don't know. no, because even if you look at it, it's got like a face, right? Jawas don't they don't show your face; they just have eyes. I thought, I thought he was wearing a mask. No, man. Okay. Uh, well, it's Any- definitely it's definitely some kind of a mask. Uh, whether this creature is like exactly like this, because like I said. I can send you the meme. I I actually saved it on my phone, but um, it's it was in the Force Awakens, and it looks the exact same. Whether it's the same character or if it's just the same species, I that wasn't right. clarified. But it it does it makes it makes an appearance in the Force Awakens. So cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, and then we have uh, the 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 uh, a funny uh, ending moment of the scene. Great where, moment. I freaking yes. love that. Yes. Um, the bandit who trades him Baby Yoda back for his jetpack uh, is running away with the jetpack, running apparently to nowhere, like into the middle of the desert. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they got a hideout like nearby. But yeah. um, 
Mando just hits the remote control of the jetpack and makes it fly away. And then, uh, for some reason, the bandit holds on to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Well, realistically, if you're carrying like something like that and all of a sudden it took off, would you let go? I don't know. I think I'd probably hold on uh, to yeah, it. Yeah, I would let go. It's like, I what would the hell? Let go. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be like your, your instinct, because like, it's going to jump out of your hands, to hold on to it, I think, right? Yeah, but <laughs> unless it's got, uh, you know, I don't know how this tech works. Yeah. But um, if you got to like completely like, support your own body weight by holding on to it <laughs> and it's blasting you with flames yeah. from the bottom of it at the same time i think you'd let go but yeah. um well he did eventually let go <laughs> yeah eventually he drops to his death and it's it's a funny moment yeah. i enjoyed it yeah um raised a couple of questions to me and I, let, let's take a quick pause here to have a little bit of a, a discussion about this show and its lore and whether they're being faithful to it mm. Didn't you find a couple of times here? There's a couple of questions here. First of all, let me go back a little bit. Yeah. The Mudhorn becoming the Mandalorian sigil. Signet. Signet. Like, don't you think that maybe the Crate Dragon should be his signet? Like, like why is the Mudhorn? Well, now, why? yeah. I'm wondering, why did the Mudhorn become his signet? Like, it didn't seem like it was such a an incredible thing for a Mandalorian to kill a creature like that. Like Mandalorians are usually like well-armed and, and good at killing. And the creature kind of got the upper hand on him during the fight. But I mean, if he'd had a jetpack, if he'd had better weapons on him, could have taken up that creature. No problem. So I, I didn't really understand why the, like it wasn't like the first thing he'd ever killed. No, but uh, also you gotta remember uh, when he got the signet, Excuse me. It's not like the armorer was there, right? He just said she because she said how this happened. Right. Oh, I took down a mudhorn. Right. Right. So it's not like she was there. She didn't see what happened, and okay. then that's when he was. That's when she was like, the, the, "This will be your signet." Then. Right. And I, then I, I, when, I don't get it. I th- I feel like it's if it's if that's the like if that, that that's the only if that's well the maybe only that's for it maybe that's just an honorable thing. Just like how uh, Boba Fett has the, um, uh, fuck, what's it called again? That uh, the skull on his. There's yeah. a there's a name for it. And I'm drawing a blank on it. <clears throat> but again, maybe that's why he got that on his armor because he took one down. Right. Right. But now, that, <clears throat> but now I'm saying if the, if that's the reasoning, then wouldn't he be bummed right now? Because if I'm Mando, I'm like, damn, my oh, signet yeah. should be a great dragon. Wait, well, the season's <laughs> not over. Dude, he, might, get he, might, he might get it. So we I don't thought, know. I thought your signet was for life. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know but okay. who knows? That we He might get that Maybe. now. Be like, he hey, gets a better signet. Motherfucker, cool. I took down a crate dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Single-handedly. Yeah. With a woolly mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, yeah, it was a cool scene. It was yeah, a cool yeah. scene, and there's a, there's another cool scene in this one. Um, okay, so my next thought was, um, he like in that same scene in season one mm-hmm. where he's talking about the mudhorn fight with the armorer. He's very specific about the rules of etiquette of the Mandalorians, and he was like, "I don't deserve it because my enemy helped me," and all that nonsense, right? right. And it just seemed like he was so like like he follows this such this strict code. Yeah. So when he made this bargain with this little non-Jawa creature at, in this scene, and then he kills him after, I kind of felt like, isn't he kind of not honoring the bargain he just made with that guy? 
Like, isn't that shouldn't that kind of be against the Mandalorian code a little bit? Like, he made a bargain on a battlefield with an opponent who had an upper hand on him. Right. Like you, you'd think that like a samurai like warrior code would would say no. He's got. I got to let him run away with that jetpack. Like mm-hmm. I got to let him. I, I didn't. Under, did, did you have any thought like that, or did it, was you it know what? It did kind of cross my mind that he did kind of end up killing him. But at the same time, he didn't have to hold on to it and fall to his death. He could just let sure. go. Sure. I right? mean, I guess there is some gray area there for sure. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like uh, I felt like there should have been some warrior code where Mando went, no, that guy got the upper hand on me in a battle. I got to I got to oh, I got to honor the deal we made. But, yeah. um, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. I just had that thought there. Yeah. So uh, continuing on after that scene. Uh, then Mando has to walk yep. through the desert back to Mos Eisley, carrying all the gear they had left on them, mm-hmm. carrying Boba Fett's armor. Doesn't get there till dark. Shows up back. You know what? And I loved when he walked into Mos Eisley. Remember I, all the complaints I had about Mos Pelgo in Episode One okay. about how how it felt like a set, how it yeah. didn't feel like a living, breathing place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know who directed this episode. I should have checked that before we started. But um, the guy that directed this actually directed the um, uh, the second Ant Man film. Uh, okay, I believe I it was the second one. Uh, I don't think it was Peyton, the first Peyton one. Reed. It says it yeah. was directed. By actually, sorry, he directed both. And right. uh, a lot of people think the uh, the whole thing, the creature in the uh, in the cantina, is kind of a nod. To him directing Ant Man. Oh, because it was so ant. Because it's, it's, it's like a giant ant, essentially, right? What if it was actually an ant from the set of Ant Man? Which could, would have it been could be. It's all Disney. Yeah, which could have been really funny too. And there were talking ants in. There was a full size talking ant. Remember, he played the drums. Yeah, I was going to say was, that giant ant that played the drums at the end. What if it was the same giant <laughs> ant? Potentially, it could have been, but I don't. It think, totally could have been. Yeah. I don't think it was, but uh, it could potentially I bet, have been. I bet you we find out it was. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, when he walks into Mos Eisley, I was like, like everything right is happening here. Mm. It feels like a living, breathing place again. Um, it was great. I, I just, I just, I, I flashed back to Mos Pelgo, and I was like, oh god, this is so much better. Mm. Um, and I was happy. And he goes into the Mos Eisley Cantina. And, you know, it feels rich and alive. There's a big Muppet ca- character sitting at the bar. <laughs> a big Which yellow. I think is another nod, too, by the way, to um, remember in Rogue One, um, there was a, a big kind of like Sasquatch creature, which looks very similar to the one sitting at the bar. But it's kind of hard to tell because it's from the side. But it yeah. looks it looks almost like it's the same. Either it's the same the same character again, or it's it's the same species. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about in no, Rogue One. No, I don't. I don't remember that character from Rogue One. No. Yeah. But um, it would not surprise me if that if that costume was taken yeah, from and, and reused, the Rogue One right? props. Yeah. And if this and if this ant this ant I I'm, I'm going to say I really think this is the ant from that scene in it the totally the Ant Man post credit scene. But I'm looking at it right now. It looks, it looks the same to me. The ant was actually in the first episode of um or sorry in the Tatooine episode of last season as well. Eh? Really? Yeah, I was sitting at the bar. <clears throat> it's funny how they like yeah they just kind of I don't know if it's a, a case of reuse or if that was just like they knew that character was going to come into play again or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like 
I feel like they're going to play a constant game of what do we have available that's cool that we can toss in here. Yeah. Uh, and I think they would totally do that. Like, if we have this creature from Rogue One, we have this ant that was in Ant-Man, and, mm-hmm. you know, this is the director from Ant-Man, and he's like, yeah, let me put that in there. That's fun. I, I totally believe that this is the kind of thing that they will do. Mm-hmm. Um but I have no confirmation of that. Let's uh, let's hope that that eventually comes out. Yeah. Uh, with somebody's uh, from somebody's YouTube channel or podcast <laughs> somewhere. And of course, um, what game are they playing? Pazak. Sabak. 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 I thought it was Pazak. No, it's, uh, it starts with Ness. Sabak. I hear people pronouncing it as Sabak, but I'm pretty sure it's Sabak because I'm pretty sure they ref- uh, they refer to it as Sabak in in uh, Solo. If I remember correctly, they pronounce it Sabak. Uh, okay. Look, I'm, totally, <laughs> I'm totally Googling it right now. Um, and Pazak is a game. Also, uh, let me, well, let yeah, me look no, up Pazak. Starts with Ness. It's Sabak. Sabak. <clears throat> Just put in a game that Han Solo wins Millennium Falcon playing. Sabak is a city and the administrative center of Makva district in western Serbia. Oh, that's Wikipedia, not Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I'm sorry. That was only funny to me. Because <laughs> I was I was trying to look on Wikipedia, and I thought I was, and it was actually Wiki, Wikipedia. Wikipedia yeah. The real thing that normal people would be looking at. <laughs> yes, Sabak is a game of both skill and chance that can be played with this use. Okay, so Pazak and Sabak are both card games in Star Wars. And that's never, fucking confusing. I never heard of Pazak, though. Pazak is the same, it's the same kind of thing. What was hey. that referenced in? I don't even know. Oh, I, I just closed the Wikipedia page. Oh, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. I, I can look it up later. Okay, let's 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 continue. Okay, the okay. Yeah, um, so they're playing Sabak and... <laughs> and he and, he comes into the into Mosley Cantina. Right. And just <laughs> conveniently, uh Mando announces his problem. I don't know where any other Mandalorians are right now. And uh Pelly, here her name's Pelly. Mm-hmm. Uh says, Oh, this ant I'm playing cards with just happens to know somebody who knows where some Mandalorians are. Yeah. Um very convenient, but whatever. Let's No, I think uh because she saw the armor from her correctly, she's like, So you killed him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, no. <laughs> he wasn't really a Mandalorian or something. I don't remember the exact line, but yeah. Right. He tells him, you know, yeah. uh I I I made a deal for the armor. Yeah. I killed I killed a crate dragon and she's like, Well, did you bring me back some crate dragon meat? Yeah. That's all I care about. And then she says, like she had a bad line. I was happy with her. I was much, like, I remember I complained about her in episode one. Mm-hmm. I mostly complained about the direction. I mostly complained about the way her dialogue was filmed and edited, uh, and her a little bit of a wooden performance. But, um, you, I, again, you, I think you could have fixed her wooden performance with editing. I think they did in this episode. And that there's just this one joke at the end where she says, um, there better not be any maggots on the dragon yeah. meat. I don't like maggots. So like, like yeah, who, yeah. who likes maggots? Like, well, how is that? How is that a joke? Like, yeah. wh- who writes that? It goes, yeah, that's yeah, that was a bad awesome. line. Yeah, that that's that's <laughs> badass. I don't like maggots. I don't know, maybe okay. because she she saw that he was walking. I don't know where that or, came from. Right? Or but, maybe yeah. like, uh, if you want to give it a lot of charitable help, mm. maybe Tatooine is such 
a poor, desperate place that people eat maggots, and that's common. Yeah. But I don't know. We don't have enough setup for the joke. I don't if know. Did Luke eat maggots when he was a kid? Maggots? I don't remember Luke eating any maggots. No, he I don't. He drank a lot of blue milk. I really don't. Yes, he did. <laughs> Luke, you know what? I got, I got mad. I saw a YouTuber. Milk. I'm not going to name this YouTuber, but yeah. there's like there's a YouTuber out there that I watched. I watched a review of, of episode one mm. of chapter nine. Yeah. On a very popular YouTuber site, this guy has like hundreds of thousands of followers, hundreds of thousands of views on this video where he said in chapter nine that Cobb Vanth in the cantina scene was drinking blue milk. No, he wasn't. Just like Luke Skywalker (laughs) was drinking in A New Hope. And he actually showed a clip of Luke drinking blue milk in A New Hope. Like... Like this guy, this guy rev- had reviewed all of season one. He was a big, he was a he was big time into Star. I'm not even, I'm not going to name him, yeah. but like a big YouTube Star Wars guy. Yeah. Like, don't trust anybody out there, guys. Like, like, don't trust us either. If you think that we say something that might be off, look it up because, yeah. Like, people just are out there just with like no clue. Like, how do you mistake? Spotchka for blue milk yeah. after you've watched all of season one and reviewed it. Exactly. Um, I was we mad went to at, the planet where they made it. <laughs> I, I was mad at the Spotchka scene <laughs> yeah. because they were drinking it from the exact same bottle that yeah, they okay. were drinking it from on uh, in season one. Yeah. Okay. Like, like Spotchka bottles are going to be the exact same bottle in, in every planet in the galaxy. No, come on. Mm. But, um, like people are brewing this in their, in their basements basically. Yeah. But, um, well, if it comes like, from the same source, it might be in the same bottle, right? Yeah. So, but that it wasn't on Tatooine. It was on that weird planet where. Yeah. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is that's the planet that it could have came from though. Right. Sure. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Cause sure. as far as we know, that's the only place that they, they make it because they, right. Have because, the, they, Oh, they need those krill, those blue those, fish. They thing, need right? those blue shrimps to make yeah. spotchka. You're right. Kev. You're yeah. so, see, you should have a YouTube channel with hundreds of thousands of followers. <laughs> Not this fucking guy telling me it's blue milk, man. I, I left him the worst flaming comment. Oh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, that's funny. Back, back to episode two, Yeah. back to chapter 10. Um, so, uh, okay, so we find out from Pelly now. Pelly knows someone who knows where there's a Mandalorian. She sets up a meeting with the Mandalorian, and we're introduced to the Frog Lady. The frog lady. Um, and the Frog Lady to be a uh, breath of fresh air. Because previous to this, I was thinking, look, all these Pelly scenes, um, like Pelly, I don't hate Pelly, mm-hmm. but I don't love her either. And I miss characters like Quill. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm. I like. I miss like a great, fantastic Star Wars character like Quill. And I'm thinking to myself, I hope this hasn't happened. I hope we're not going to move away from creature characters mm-hmm. and move towards human characters because it's like cheaper and easier or whatever. And then, boom, we're introduced to the Frog Lady. Yeah. Can I? So, can I just? Uh, you just kind of glossed over one thing that sorry. I just wanted to. Yep. So um, I actually didn't know this, but like you, I also to watch YouTube videos and whatnot. Yep. But you know how um, that there's that scene where they're cooking the meat and they have like the the droid, yes, with, uh, spinning it like a like a like the a spit. droid that's spinning it. Yes, yeah. I recognize this droid. It was familiar. You're yeah. gonna but you're about to, you're about to tell me why. I bet. Go ahead. Yeah. No. No. What I was gonna say is, and and they have. Um, uh, a pod racer by the, what looks like a pod racer engine cooking okay. it right so yep. anyways apparently in disney world at um in um uh galaxy's edge there's a restaurant 
that when you walk into it, they have a similar setup where there's like uh, a a pod uh, a pod uh, jet engine cooking meat. So they right. did this as like a nod to Galaxy's Edge, Galaxy's which Edge. I thought was really cool. Yes. <laughs> right. So no, I thought it was a it was a cool concept that they had it going like in the episode. But when I like I said, I watched a couple of YouTube uh, YouTubers and they pointed this out and i'm like that's a nice little nod i like that so just wanted to bring it, that it up. is a cool this scene i'm looking at a freeze frame of it right now mm-hmm. and it is a cool image it's a star wars basically you know like pig roast it's a it's an yes. outdoor barbecue yeah, exactly. exactly of this of this dragon meat yeah. and uh and it's, it's very star wars it's very cool yeah um yeah. it's fun Anyways, Agreed. <laughs> uh, so we meet the frog lady, and the frog lady is a character that I'm really happy about. Um, okay. uh, uh, no rubber head, uh, no. like almost look like probably a rubber head, but but definitely digitally augmented. It looks like almost full CG to me mm-hmm. in its mo- in its movement. Um, and a completely alien character doesn't speak English. Yep. Um, the character uh, is carrying its young on its back, and there's a whole plot where she has to get her her uh, fertilized eggs, and she has like a container of her fertilized eggs, and she's got to get them to this no, one planet where she's they can survive. Get, she has to get them to the planet to be fertilized. Okay, because um, she's going to meet her husband, who's going to fertilize right. the eggs. Right. Um, and so this is the last of her line. It's very important to her. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't learn anything else about this character and except that, you know, this is the last of her family line and she's on this mission to protect her young. And uh, she's asking the Mando to help her in exchange for information on where they have seen another Mandalorian coven. Um and uh again, I really dig this character. I think she's cool and I think her importance is going to uh, increase as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's, this is not the only episode she's going to be in. Uh, and I think she is actually going to be spoiler alert, uh, our pathway to Ahsoka. Okay. I think that she is leading us to the coven that Sabine is in and Ahsoka is with them. That's, uh, cause I feel like, Remember I said like last episode we know like we know so much about what's happening this season and we don't have time to mess around like I don't feel like like Boba Fett maybe gets a three episode arc at, at most because there's so much else they have to do mm-hmm. with with Ahsoka and Sabine and and I forget the other the other character Katie Sackoff's oh, character yeah, name um, uh, Bo-Katan. right and then there's uh, oh my God the main villain of the show. Uh, whose name I'm forgetting now too. Moth Gideon, the guy, Moth Gideon, and the dark saber. Yeah. So, like, we know all of this has to happen. Mm-hmm. We're on the second episode of how many are we getting this season? Is it is I it eight like, again? I feel like it's eight. I think it's eight again. I could be wrong. Uh, but, uh, so we yeah. so we've got to get to all this. So if the frog lady is leading Mandalorian to another coven, and I I I believe her that that she is, it's got to be the coven that's going to lead us to Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be her importance. Anyway, uh, back to this episode, uh, they make a deal, uh, Mandalorian and the frog lady. Yes. I'll take you to your planet. Uh, because you told me that they, that they have Mandalorians there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to travel at sublight speed. We can't travel in hyperspace because tra- jumping into sublight would kill her eggs that yeah. she's carrying with her. Um, 
And then we are introduced to uh, the weird subplot of this show that some people are complaining about and that I had a lot of thoughts about when we were watching it, mm-hmm. which is Baby Yoda wants to eat her eggs and he does eat a bunch of her eggs and that's, that's uh, the, throughout this episode. That's the one thing that's like debated though, because is he eating them or is he just... Holding on to them in his stomach to protect them? Yeah. That is is exactly what I was thinking when he was eating them. Because he doesn't chew them. He just sucks them in, right? Right. So that's that's like one of the big debates right now, right? He pops them in like snacks. Yeah. But I think that he's actually eating them. I do. I debated this too. This was my first thought, Kev. My first thought is, okay, I know what the twist is going to be here. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of those eggs in that container are going to get destroyed somehow. And then magically at the end of this, Baby Yoda is going to vomit up all of the eggs that he swallowed Mm -hmm. and they're going to be fine. And Baby Yoda is going to save her young. Yes. And it's going to turn out that Baby Yoda is smarter than everyone else and has a plan and is like, you know, there's a lot more going on here than we, than we thought. I don't know. I have a feeling there's, there's something that's attracting him to these eggs. But, but, but Kev, I, 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 I agree with you. Yeah. Because uh, there's that one scene when no one's around and he walks up to the, the, the container when they're on the Razor Crest and he puts his hand on the thing and they all start to gravitate slowly to him. So that's why I'm saying I think there's a connection to the eggs. That's why I, I, hope, I, I believe, I hope you're right. in my I hope heart, I believe he's not just eating them for the sake of eating I hope them. you're right, but yeah. I think you're wrong. Yeah? And, and okay. here's why. Right. Um, the spider scene. <laughs> Yes. Right? Which we are about to get to. Yes. Um, on the way to where they're going, they get stopped by a couple... They get stopped. They get pulled over like in a traffic stop yeah. <laughs> by a couple of X-Wing fighters. Yes. And here we go. Dave Filoni is back on my goddamn screen <laughs> as as an X-Wing fighter. And I, X-Wing fighter pilot. But we got to give a shout out his, to the other his, guy. And, and the other guy is the director of the episode. Nope. Hey, nope. No, Sorry, Paul, who is it? Paul Sung Hung Lee, uh, I believe is Hai Young Lee, is actually from Kim's Convenience. He's uh, he's on Kim's Convenience. Okay. So this I'm is sorry. he's the main he's the main star. He's uh, Mr. Kim, and uh, this is a huge huge thing for for him because he's a huge Star Wars fan, and he um, and he actually like cosplays as Star Wars characters and stuff. Okay. So and the fact that they brought him on this show is like a huge huge thing. And not to mention, one, he's Canadian, and two, he's from Toronto, which is awesome. So, but yeah, no, this is that cool. was a little bit of a, a huge well. Thank thing you for, for correcting me. I'm glad you knew that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still annoyed. Like, I <laughs> is is every time we see an X-wing pilot, is it going to be like Dave Filoni and his friends as X-wing pilots? <laughs> right. Like, I am I am so overloaded with Dave Filoni just from watching the show and seeing his influence all over it everywhere mm. um, that the fact that he's putting himself in it over and over again is really fucking irritating to no, me. No, the funny I, thing is I don't think it's him. Uh, um, that that episode where, where it was the three of them, um, it was someone else's idea. Sure, sure, it was someone else's, was someone else's idea. idea. Sure, it was I watched the thing on idea. it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure they said that, Kev. I'm sure they said that. I'm sure. But uh, I'm also sure that we're going to see a lot more of Trapper Wolf yeah. on The Mandalorian. And I bet you we're going to see Trapper Wolf on any other 
Star Wars show they make in this time period as well. I bet you Trapper Wolf is going to continue popping up in everything mm-hmm. that Dave Filoni is involved with because uh, this man's in love with himself, and I am so not in love with him. But um, I know that I'm in the minority, and everybody loves Dave Filoni and wants him to be put in charge of everything, so I'll just shut up. How about that? All good. Okay, where were we then? Um, so, on the yeah. Ship. On the ship. Uh, um, they, uh, <laughs> okay, so basically the deal is Razorcrest doesn't have transponders. It's not illegal to fly in the New Republic space spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting pulled over for that reason. And then uh, during their interaction, uh, they figure out that Mandalorian was the same guy from season one who freed a prisoner from a New Republic prison ship mm-hmm. we remember that episode it was a fantastic episode of season one i forget which one it was um like but we all remember the prison ship episode yeah. um so then mando's like oh god i'm gonna get arrested and he flees and when he tries to flee he goes down to this planet into the atmosphere and he ends up crashing yeah. he ends up crashing and then the razor crest actually crashes through the ground and they are trapped in this underground ice cave which uh, to me felt really cool, like exactly like Hoth. Obviously, mm-hmm. everybody's saying this whole season is very feeling feeling a lot like Empire Strikes Back intentionally because it's like season two, um, and I love it. I love I love this cave, and uh, you know we don't got a lot of time, so I'm going to move quickly through the events of what happens next. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, basically we're trapped in this cave. The Razor Crest is broken. We can't we can't just take off until we fix it. And uh, then we come across this these spiders. And this is why I don't... This is why I... You know, while I think there's still a chance, Kev. I think there's a chance, but it's a tiny chance. Like maybe 5% chance that our original theory was correct. And that Baby Yoda was saving the Frog Lady's eggs. Mm-hmm. Because of this scene here where they're crashed. And Baby Yoda goes to eat more Frog Lady eggs. And um, Mando stops him, yells at him. And what does he do? He goes sniffing around for food like he's hungry. Like yeah. the like his only motivation seemed to be that he was hungry. And he's so hungry, he goes and he finds one of these baby spider eggs. And he rips it open and he eats a baby spider, d- disgustingly crunches it, chews it, gulps it down. Mm-hmm. And it just it just seems to me like everybody loves how hungry Baby Yoda is, right? Like everybody po post memes, oh, give me nuggies. Uh, everybody... Like, fans respond to the Baby Yoda eating jokes mm-hmm. from season one a lot, right? So I feel like that's what they're doing. I feel like they're just doing Baby Yoda eating jokes. I, I hope we're wrong. I hope I'm wrong, I mean. I hope that we're our original theory was correct. I hope that we do find out later that Baby Yoda is saving her species, not eating them. Yeah. But I think, he, I think he was just eating them. Anyway. Um, Time will the, uh, the, well, We also uh, got to give uh, a shout-out to Ridley Scott here, too. Because um, right, that because whole, the baby, that whole scene, baby spiders were in very alien-looking yeah, egg pods. Exactly, very alien, exactly like yes. egg, um, yes. from aliens. Right, and but the spiders themselves, we know. I sent you a, a clip, a link yeah. to this. Yeah. On, on, I saw somebody post this on Facebook. Yeah, um, these spider creatures themselves are actually original Ralph McQuarrie artwork. Uh, they were concepts for a creature that was going to be included in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, um, but never was. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Yes, we these alien egg pods are exactly like uh, from the movie Aliens. Yeah. Um, and he opens one, and then they all start to open. Yeah, a la, it's suddenly a la aliens. 
Yes, and <laughs> but but they're but they're not aliens. That well, they are aliens, but they're alien spiders. Yeah, and um, they they're in all shapes and size. Well, they're all sizes anyway. There's little tiny ones up to one big giant mother one, and now mm-hmm. we have this the big action piece of this episode. Um, you know, like the crate dragon was this big cinematic action action piece in episode one. Uh, this one equally huge, equally cinematic. Um, this long extended like monster movie feeling chase scene where this army of spiders is chasing our heroes through these ice caves mm-hmm. and then they you know they get to the razor crest but they're tracked in the cockpit and all of these spiders are trying to get in and and kill them mm-hmm. and uh the giant mother spider uh gets on top of the cockpit and is about to break through and it looks like all is lost yeah. and then out of nowhere some blaster fire comes yeah. And kills uh, Mommy Spider, all the other spiders. And our heroes are saved. Basically saved. Like they were going to die. It looked like. Um, But Mandalorian's life is saved by, guess who? Trapper Wolf. (laughs) Not just Trapper Wolf. But also, yes, the guy from canon. (laughs) (laughs) Like Geronotonian. Two cosplayers show up with blaster (laughs) rifles and save the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian yeah. would have died in this episode, but the real hero of this episode was Trapper Wolf. By the way, you completely flossed up. over something. I know you're kind of in a yep. rush. Go ahead. Um, two, two things. One, um, I absolutely love the scene when they're running away from the spiders. I actually, I actually, yes, it was intense. It wasn't yes. just like cheesy. It worked. Yeah, no, it yeah. was. I actually, I actually felt for for their their lives. Um, and there was like one part where the frog lady started running, um, but she was doing the, um, uh, it, it, to me, it was reminiscent. They went full CGI and yeah. they, and they, they had her leaping like a frog would leap. Yeah. Like, and, and it was a great alien character it just, moment. It just reminded me of, um, uh, the X-Men. Um, right. There was a, there was a character that did that in Toad. the X-Men. Um, Toad. Toad. Thank you. Yeah. Toad. And, uh, it you just. You know who it reminded me of? Who was Ray Park, by the way, as well. But it was going. It reminded me a bit of the way Jar Jar Binks would often move in The Phantom Menace when there was action scenes. I don't remember him running like that. Yeah, when there were action scenes, Jar Jar Binks would suddenly have this, like, this, his alien kind of agility and dexterity, and he would be able to leap. Sorry, and run faster than everybody else. Uh She also used the tongue exactly the same way Jar Jar Binks did. Yes, that's true. Um, but yeah, no. But I was going to say she wasn't. She didn't. She wasn't reminiscent of Jar Jar. But um, no, no, but, not but, at all. But but they took advantage of. Okay, we can. We have this digital character now, and we can. We can let it do like alien movement, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it it felt really cool. They used it really well. I thought. Yeah, I thought it worked. But no, there's that one scene where because um, he kept on saying, I, "I I don't understand you. I don't speak frog." Like. Like yeah. I, I I don't know, I don't know what you're saying, and then she um, I guess her her creature they must be really smart because yep. she um, saw Zero who was from that same episode that we we're talking about the battle droid from season one yep, who the, who almost killed Baby Yoda and yeah. uh, but Mando blew him up uh, on the Razor Crest his his parts are still there so, on the Razor Crest yeah and she somehow rigged it. So she could talk into uh, basically his voice functions, and it right. translated so the Mandalorian could understand her, which I thought was fucking awesome. It was a cool and, scene, yeah. And they also brought back Richard O'Dole, or however you pronounce his name, to do the voice too, which I thought was really cool too. Yeah, uh, Richard Iodi, 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 Iodi. Iodi. 
Um, yes, I, I thought it was awesome that, that Richard Iota came, got to come back mm-hmm. and do some lines as Zero again. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's awesome that Zero is still in pieces on the Razor Crest. So yeah. he could he could be reassembled at some point yep. and come back as a character. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the, the same way IG-11 did in Season 1, and that could be cool. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, I Yeah, I dug that. Uh, so, anywho, uh, uh, we get to the, you know the big uh the the ending of this uh basically um and uh like i said um it's kind of weird i'm sorry i dave filoni i don't want to just hate on dave filoni every time we discuss the show mm-hmm. um but i do think it's kind of weird that the hero of the show was saved by dave filoni's you know fun character trapper wolf um the x-wing pilot the badass x-wing pilot i guess um and then uh, after saving Mando, they kind of like talk down to him, make fun of him, and then fly well, away. They didn't say make fun of him. They were like, look, you uh, you saved one of our guys, so we're saving you. Yeah, they said, we're not going to arrest you because we saw the security tapes mm-hmm. from the prison vessel. We saw that you tried to save our guy. They didn't say, he didn't save him. They oh, killed yeah, that that's guy. that's true. They did kill him. Um, sorry. But, but he... But he also captured, you know, three of the other bad guys for them. So yeah. he he freed one villain, but he gave them three villains back, yeah. or you know, criminals. Yeah. Um, and they thought he was a good dude yeah. by trying to save the guy. So whatever, they didn't arrest him; they saved him instead. But then they were still kind of dicks to him. They, he was like, you know, get your transporter fixed, or next time we see that piece of crap in the sky, we'll blow it out of the sky. Yeah. Um, and then they fly away, like in this hero moment. And the hero moment of this episode belongs to these X-wing pilots. It mm-hmm. belongs to Dave Filoni's character. <laughs> he made himself the hero of this episode. I'm sorry, but he did, and it, it's weird to me. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, it ends with uh, Mando fixing the ship enough that they can leave in yeah. just the cockpit, yeah. um, with just the cockpit pressurized, and. Um, and yeah, it ends with uh, one more joke of uh, <laughs> B- Baby Yoda swallowing one last egg. Yeah. Um, and again, you again. I wonder. I still wonder, Kev. Maybe it'll turn out to be that Baby Yoda is saving those eggs yeah. and not actually eating them. But I saw people complaining about it online. Like, like, why I mean, is I've... this show cool with like showing Baby Yoda eating somebody's children? Yeah. <laughs> No, I just thought it was really weird that he kept on like eating them throughout the entire episode. In fact, I felt kind of like I don't want to use the word screamish, but I was just like, yeah, like a little I, little creeped I out think, by it, right? I think they were so, just hitting the joke too hard. I yeah. think I I seriously think they have a list of things from season one that people loved, and one of them is Baby Yoda being hungry and just and, eating all eating all the time like he ate that frog in the desert but this um, is this is why i feel like he wasn't eating them but i feel like the, he's actually storing them yeah so well, it's because I, they kept I, on focusing on it that's why that's why i feel like they're, again, they're not gonna make yoda or baby yoda uh, I, I hate calling him baby yoda sorry but i hate yeah, it's fine. It's fine, <laughs> but anyways um I, I i just feel like like they wouldn't make the child to be a bad guy you know what i mean like right. Because right. that's kind of an asshole move, right? right. Like, I get it. Right. He's young. He's naive. Uh, he would probably, you know, sneak candy from the candy jar and keep doing it. But in this case, I feel like it's that's that wasn't that that wasn't what, what was happening. I feel like he was actually doing something good. But hey, again, we'll see. 
we'll see what happens. My, and, and my friend, my gut, my instincts <laughs> yeah. agree with you completely, yeah. Yeah. and I want I want that the same way that you do. Yeah. But I look at the past evidence from this show. Yes. I look at uh, like when he ate that live frog. Yeah. Like no no big deal. I look at when he helped Mando kill the mudhorn instead of trying to like protect all life because that's what the force wants. Mm-hmm. No, he just helped Mando kill the mudhorn. Then he tried to ch- force choke Cara Dune right. later on in the season. I I don't think that Baby Yoda is displaying that he has some wisdom or like knowledge of the force that makes him like. Uh, smarter than everyone else. I think that what he's doing is just what it looks like. And I think that they just think it's funny and they don't get that it's not funny. I, I, that, that's what I think is happening. For, but we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. Um, and um, But I think that's being charitable. I, I do. I think that I don't think that it's that clever. I don't. But we will see. Like I said. Um, so, so that's where we leave this episode off. And um, it, it's, it feels like we didn't describe a lot of events this 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 episode, but I think that's because we get this amazing long action sequence. We get a couple of great action sequences, right? Like the mm-hmm. X wing, the X wing sequence in the beginning of the episode where it's chasing the Razor Quest is fantastic. It's on the level of anything in any Star Wars movie you've seen before. Um, it, it really feels like we're in the movies when we're watching these big action pieces, like the crate dragon from episode one mm-hmm. and from like most of this episode, this great X-Wing scene. And then this great yeah. spider scene. And I was going to say the one part I absolutely <coughs> loved was when they were talking to him and then they're like, switch the channel too. And then they, and then of course there's right. that silence and all of a sudden they go into attack formation. Right. They <laughs> open they their switch, wings into and attack then formation. they switch back. Those Star Wars fans jokes. Yeah. Like, which like, I thought yeah, was great. I if you're a Star Wars a fan, you get that joke, mm-hmm. and and they don't explain it, and yeah. it's awesome. You're right; yeah. it's totally awesome that way. And, um, yeah, sorry, no, I was gonna say, and of course, yeah the uh, the chase the chase scene, uh, which I thought was intense and just so yeah. so well done. Yeah, totally, really totally, well totally agree. Um, this, like I said, this episode was a breath of fresh air for me, and I'm gonna wrap up now. Yeah. Um, uh, again, uh, it doesn't feel like it's. I, I understand why some people said, oh, it's a filler episode because it doesn't feel like it's plugged directly into all the plots and none of the major things happen. We didn't see more Boba Fett. We didn't see uh, anything new like us, like leading to Ahsoka. We didn't, well, I, you know, maybe a tiny thing. We didn't see anything like Moff Gideon or anything like that. Um, we got a little side adventure here uh, that was fantastic. It was it was done so well mm-hmm. that I just I enjoyed every minute of it. And I do believe that we do have, like I said, Easter eggs uh, in the form of this character carrying her eggs. Mm-hmm. So, like, beat you over the head with an Easter egg. I do think she is leading us to the coven where we are going to find Ahsoka eventually um, and the other characters from uh, Clone Wars The Rebels who are going to, who we already know are going to be yeah, in this agree, this yeah. season, just like we already knew uh, Tamara Morrison was going to be in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll I, look forward I, to that. But, but, feel, but for the moment, I'm enjoying, I mean, I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I still feel like this, uh, this episode is going to play out to be a bigger, yes. um, no, I don't know if I want to use the word plot point, but maybe like a subplot to, um, to something to come. Yes. I feel like it's, gonna, sure. it's like, like it's, uh, just like you, I've seen a lot of people referring to it as filler and I feel like yes it kind of felt like a filler episode but I have a feeling nope. it's going to have a bigger payoff. 
yeah. We're into long form storytelling yes. now. That's all. Yes. That's all. And uh, and I'm looking forward to where it's going. And I really enjoyed it. But I want to wrap up, so I'm going to rate this right now. I, I, for me, it's an eight out of ten. It's it's a it's a pure it's a it's an it's an episode of pure television enjoyment, mm-hmm. uh, especially for Star Wars fans. Yes. There's stuff in stuff in here. So much stuff in here that is just for you. Um, and um, uh, in, totally enjoying this season uh, yeah. right right now. And uh, I, I pass to you. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat as you. I would give it probably an eight as well. Uh, I thought it was a good episode. Um, lots of lots of nice little trinkets spread out throughout the entire thing, uh, Easter egg wise. Uh, one thing we didn't mention: um, those spiders actually did make an appearance in Rebels. I know it's your favorite show, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so. Um, no, I always love seeing Rob, uh, Ralph McQuarrie stuff being used as well. Um, I think it's, it's, it's an homage to a, to a legend and he, um, he's, he's, he, he created like most of what we know about Star Wars, which is amazing. So George Lucas made up the story, but he definitely came up with all the concepts. So, but yeah, no, um, yeah, no big shout out. I love that. I love the, the shout outs to Ralph McQuarrie. So, but yeah. We're up. All right, man. Let's let, let's wrap up then. Uh, I, it's a quick one tonight, but yeah. um, that's by intention. That's by design. And we will be back next week for uh, the next episode for Chapter Eleven. That's the end. Um, that that's right, Ms. Jackson. I gotta sneak that in somehow. I am for real. <laughs> Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. Can I just DJ, uh, Kevin, Kev? say one Please more thing ahead. before we uh, yeah. bounce out? Uh, R.I.P. to uh, Alex Trebek. Uh, oh we forgot goodness. to mention that at yes. the beginning of the show. Yes, um, yes. huge yes. loss, huge loss. Yes. Um, we lost Sean Connery and Alex Trebek within yes. a week. And I was just saying today, although they probably never met in real life, there's that ongoing uh, SNL. Uh, sketch, which is Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, you're right. You're right. right. Where Alex Trebek Sean Connery and Sean Alex Connery. Trebek. Oh, you're right. right. I never even put that together, yeah. dude. Like I said, like they've probably never met in real life, oh, but they'll always have that connection right. on SNL. Those sketches. Yeah. Oh, Kev, right? tonight, tonight I'm going to find <laughs> one of those sketches. I'm going to post yeah. well, it. Well, it's funny because I was actually watching a and bunch I'm of them just R. last R. week. Sean and Alex. Oh yeah. my god! I totally forgot yeah, about those on, sketches. They were great. They're all on YouTube, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Just great type Will in celebrity, Fred celebrity uh, Jeopardy, and they'll just keep coming up. And they're actual legit, like off of SNL's YouTube, uh, right? So they're crystal clear quality too, right? So I, I am sad about Alex Trebek. I was yeah. so sad when he announced that he had pancreatic cancer. Yes, I think everyone. Uh, was. One of the most vicious cancers you can have, yeah. and uh, um, yeah, I, you know. Why, yeah, uh, that guy was just, uh, just class. Yes. Just like yeah. uh, you know, just so rare. And like, who do you compare him to? I can't even think of anyone. Like, yeah, Alex Trebek was a yeah. uh, was a uh, I don't know. He was a comforting presence yeah. in our world. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, and yeah, I was sad about that. So, R.I.P. Alex, yeah. um, great Canadian, great Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess uh, we'll, we'll wrap up on that note. We'll, we'll see you next week. And hopefully our friend Johnny Mac uh, from from uh, 
Ninja, Peng- Ninja Penguin's geek-tastic fun page will be with us yeah. to discuss the next chapter of Mandalorian. And, um, you know, DJ Kevy Kev will be here. JD the <laughs> MC will be here. And hopefully <laughs> you'll be here too. Yeah. But, but until then, friends, just chill. Till the next episode. <laughs>